you know, you guys are definitely way more, you know, into the homesteading than I am, but we wanted to get back into that life for a really long time. You know, I'm homeschooling my son. I operate a summer camp at my house because we just, we started seeing things that we were like, you know what, we can do all this. We can make our own butter and mayonnaise and grow our own stuff. And, you know, the microgreens just fit into that puzzle for us. Hey guys, welcome back to Heartway Farms. It's Josh and Annie. And today we get to sit down and talk with Tracy with TVA Microgreens. Uh, she's starting up a microgreens business right in her own home. And we are going to just jump on board and see what she's doing and the journey that they've taken to get to this point so far. So check it out. I'm so excited about this conversation because if you've been following along with Heartway Farms for any amount of time, you yeah. know that microgreens, that's on our list for this year. They're on the radar. For getting it going. So Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today and just, you know, uh, taking time out of, I'm sure, your busy schedule to talk with us about all things microgreens. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So Tracy, let me know quick uh, your family situation, kind of like where you live at and what's going on, and then we'll kind of stem off from there. Sure. So it's my husband and me, my husband and my son. He's 13. Uh, we live on Long Island in Suffolk County. Um, we're about an hour west of the Hamptons, so pretty middle of the island. And we've been married for about 15 years. And we both, I came from a corporate world. I did mortgages for a really long time. And he's uh, an electrical contractor. And do you guys live, is your is like a standard like suburb house or do you have land or like what's that look like for you? So in the town that we live in, it's uh, it's very suburban. We're definitely suburban. Um, in the town we live in, they used to be little beach bungalows because we are on the water. Oh, um, very close. Yeah, we can just walk walk down the block and our, we're up on a bluff on the North Shore. But um, because they were little bungalows, you don't have a lot of property. We mm -hmm. actually lucked out and got almost two acres of property. And then we have protected land behind us, which is where our son like rides his quad and we, you know, walk through the trails back there. So we got really lucky, especially in this town, because there's not a lot of property to be had. So it's just a basic ranch with a basement, but we, we definitely are making great use of that acreage. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So we're, we're not talking to a, a large acreage uh, homesteader or farmer here. We're talking to a city girl who <laughs> is who is doing it with the family there of growing some greens in town. And uh, it's kind of like what we talk about is grow where you're planted, right? Wherever you're at, wh whatever you got going on, uh, you can jump in and you can start growing something uh, right where you're at there. So what kind of led you down this journey and how you got to this point so far? Well, um, oddly enough, TikTok. <laughs> I was just, for something. <laughs> 40 year old on TikTok. It does happen, guys, okay? I know, and you get sucked into it. Um, but yeah, so I was just watching a TikTok video and I found someone that was showing the microgreen business. And I said, you know, I was really intrigued. My husband and I had this little garden that we had outside. And we really got intrigued by that you can grow this inside under regular lights. You don't need any special lighting. And we have a full unfinished basement. And or you could do it in a small, you know, small area. But we it just kind of rolled from there. Like, hey, listen, let's get this kit and let's try it. We know nothing about microgreens. I've never even eaten them at that point. I had never even tried them. Um, but we're big veggie eaters. So we thought, you know, we'd roll the dice. Awesome. So, yeah, so we, I love it. So we started growing uh, tiny plants and I'm assuming you got some type of a starter kit or something to kind of get you going in this, right? Right. So a starter kit came together and it was uh, four trays. You know, one tray has the, the bottom feeder and then the other tray has the holes in it to be able to have the roots come through. Um, a little soil disc with like a pro mix cocoa cure 
you know, uh, minute soil that is good for seed starting. Um, and it came with this, you know, prepackaged seeds. Yeah. And then we went from there. Wow. Okay. So, and then how, like, give us a timetable, like how long has this been going on to where you're at now? So we started in November of 22, which is just a few months ago, wow. um, with just four trays. And we, the minute we were able to harvest it and we started eating it and, you know, have some culinary skills. So I, I <laughs> incorporated it into all of our dishes, like burgers, tacos, salads. <laughs> um, we made salsa with them. We knew that we were going to be hooked. And then from there, the business aspect took off. We were like, wow, we can actually give this to our community you know, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Okay. Okay. When did, so the business is up and running, correct? Right now it is. Yeah. So, so yeah, we started, new. <laughs> yeah, we started the business part, um, in January. Okay. And what does that look like? Who are you selling to? What have you expanded into as far as how many trays and, you know, what does that look like for you guys? Right. Right. So we started, um, I just started posting pictures of the meals that I was making and I was like, you know, it's really just to my friends on a personal page. It was just a great way to be like, Hey, these are microgreens. Do you know what they are? And then people started asking questions and we started answering them. Um, and I just, I was really annoying with it at first, obviously. Cause I was like, Oh, microgreens every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, but it got the conversation started and people became intrigued and they said, well, Hey, I want to try this stuff. So we started selling it to our friends and family and it was such a great way to like, you know, everything's a learning experience. It was a great way for us to learn because it was like, I didn't have to go in with a sales pitch. My pictures spoke for itself. And I said, here, try it. Let me know where, you know, you guys know me, we're a small family and, you know, be, be patient with us and give us your feedback on what you think, you know, and they loved them. So they sold themselves really. And yeah. not that I would suggest this for like a, a business model, but we basically sold out before I even had product. That's a, that's a good problem to have though. I like that problem. You are yeah. speaking Josh's yeah. language right now. You so, have no idea. So like a, it's ridiculous. A, a picture is worth a thousand words is what Tracy's telling you right now is that you can, you know, take your pictures and get yourself going with this here. And it's, you literally, I hate to use this word, you organically marketed your product in like the truest sense, right? So you start off with just a personal page. You didn't start off with like a, you didn't have like a business plan initially in place here, right? No. We it's not like you sat down with someone and like, like, okay, here's my website. Here's my, here's my social media plan. Here's my business. Um, I like to use the phrase, I hot mess mommed it. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I did, I, you know, I, I guess in my heart, I, I just, I knew that it was going to be popular. I didn't realize how popular it truly was going to be. Okay. Um, I have a lot of health conscious friends. I really just didn't think it was going to take off as fast as it did as far as, okay, I have 10 orders and I only have four trays. Okay. okay. So thankfully- uh, bootstrap farmer has some yeah. rush shipping. I went rush shipped that rush shipped the seeds. Cause I didn't even have the seeds. Yep. Um, and the great part about the microgreens is that they're done in seven days. Yep. Okay. So it wasn't like I had to say, all right, listen, I'll, I'll get you your product in 10 days. It was okay. Give me, give me a week and I'll have a whole product for you. Awesome. So it, yeah, that part worked out really well. So let's go over some of that. Cause I know that there's people inquiring minds out there. I have thoughts on this too, but like Let's go through some of the details, all right? Let's get into some of the nitty-gritty science and details, okay? So, like, 
these first trays that you start off with, how big are they? Are they like these giant trays or are they small? So the first trays that we started out with were 10 by 10s. And like I said, there was only four of them. Okay. And we ate what grew in those trays in like three days. It was just a a soil puck. So each one got its own puck. You added some water to it and then you, you know, you put the seeds in it. Okay. And so you've got these, these four trays and you already said that it takes about seven days for them to go from seeds to tiny plant maturity. Correct. Okay. To harvest. To harvest. Okay. So seven days turnaround and there's no, um, if you, if you were putting together like a punch list of specialized equipment, you, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of it. You said there really isn't. So we started with the trays, um, some dirt, some seeds. We had, uh, you know, one of those, um, a shelving rack for storage. We had an extra one just laying around. Um, and it's just shop lights. So that was kind of our selling feature because we did try to grow regular vegetables and fruit indoors with the other type of lights that are needed. And we had no success with it. Hmm. Once we recognized that you could just do this with regular shop lights from, you know, your local hardware store, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, that was, you know, we were sold on that. Okay. So if, if I'm, if I'm listening right here, the specialized equipment would be maybe the seeds uh, some of the specialized soil, if you want to get into that and then the trays, but then really other than that, you can go to like a Lowe's Home Depot, whatever you want on Amazon and get a rack, yep. some basic shop lights. And then I'm sure like some type of a watering can or a spritzer or something like that. They're for water. Right. Yeah. So just water bottle, um, a fan, because they do need to have circulation a little bit and a heater. Now, when it comes to a heater, we started with a space heater, but of course we I was nervous about doing that in our basement. So we got um, a radiator heater. Okay. Which, and it does everything you need. It does, they don't need to be super warm. It's just during like the germination stage that they have to be a little bit warm. They don't need to be super hot though. I mean, I think it's, I think it's like 60, 68 degrees in there. Okay. okay. So you're not trying to keep it at like greenhouse temperatures with specialized grow lights Correct. and, and, and hardwired misters and all that type of stuff. This is down and dirty. Like you can do this right where you're at. That is correct. You actually, if you wanted to do it in your dining room, you could do it. Yeah. So you guys are New York, we're Illinois, we both get harsh winters and it becomes very challenging in the heart of winter to really grow outside, even with low tunnels. I mean, these things are doable, but you have to really just be out there in it, taking care of things. And this is a really cool option to grow awesome, nutritious food all through the winter, as long as you have yeah. a temperature controlled-ish area, like a basement, which we have as well. Yeah. I think someone who's looking at doing this, you could, if you don't have a basement, you could maybe eke out a little spot in a closet even that you could, you know, stack the trays up in there and and put some lights, you know, basic lighting in there type of thing. Absolutely. Um, some, Absolutely. Tuck it away anywhere, type of thing. So, all right, let's go into some more facts here because I want the facts. Um, We're learning. Yeah, we want to learn. So you've got these trays, you've got this basic setup, and you all of a sudden have this problem. I like this problem. You have <laughs> you, you have so many people wanting these that you that you don't have enough of them. So, what is a tray like? What's a tray or an average? I think I saw something about they call them clamshells or bag. What do they sell like these microgreens for? And like, what's that look like? So, do you mean the packaging? Yeah, sure. The packaging or the bags or whatever. Okay. So when it comes to restaurants, they want everything in a bag. They don't They don't want to have to open anything. They just want a, a twist-tied bag stuck in their, free, in their refrigerator. Okay. Um, when it came to clients, now I'm jumping ahead a little bit because 
when we first decided to market this, one of our things that we wanted to really stick to was that we wanted something that was like com combustible and biodegradable and um, made from plants. So we started researching it and we wanted to invest in that aspect of it because you know, we're selling this nutritious, great thing in a plastic container. Yeah. So, okay. and, no, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately there's not allowed, there's not a lot of options out there as far as, you know, plant-based plastic. Okay. Um, so as of right now, we're selling them in plant-based plastics and it's, you know, holds about three ounces. You can, you know, you can get about three ounces depending on the, you know, the type of vegetable. If it's sunflowers, those are a little bit bigger with their leaves. Um, but for the most part, it's about three ounce containers. And that's how we're selling them. Then, you know, it snowballed from there. Then we had to think of a label <laughs> and then we had to think of a website. So it all snowballed from there. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it snowballed from me just selling to my friends on Facebook. Okay. So help me out still. Cause I'm, I'm still, my mind's still thinking here. Um, the three ounce um, containers or sales uh, portions that you put it into, how many of those do you get out of like one tray? Okay. So on the 10 by 20 tray, depending on the, you know, the type that you are growing, you can get probably about 10 ounces out of it, 10 to 12 ounces, sometimes okay. a little bit less depending on the type of product. So okay. for example, sunflowers, they weigh a little bit more because they're, you know, their leaves and their stems are a little bit heavier. So you can get probably about 11 ounces out of one 10 by 20 tray. Okay. And what are those, like, what, what's that portion sell for then? Like how much are you getting out in your market? Right. So for my friends and family, I started out just doing increments of two ounces, four ounces and six ounces. So for example, four ounces, it would be $12 for like a salad mix. For our restaurants, we get a little bit more because we're selling it by the tray. So are you um, taking the, the, do you take the whole tray to them or do you take it in a bag? I, there's only one that wants it in the tray. Most chefs do not want dirt in their kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there is there is um a juice bar that likes to display it. They like the way the greens are displayed, especially wheatgrass. It just yeah. you know it looks it just looks good. It's ornamental. Yeah, it yeah. looks fresh. Like you're gonna like cut it right there, then put it in a juicer type of thing. Exactly, and that's what okay. they do. They're they're cutting it and putting it in the juicer for the wheatgrass. Okay, so so you you're kind of tipping into another point of like what can you use. Uh, microgreens for you talked about like just as like toppings on different meals and it sounds like you can do a whole salad mix with it um, yeah. are there any other like kind of like more unique or interesting things that you can use them for and what are you uh, what have you uh, enjoyed growing what types of microgreen seeds so these can go together kind yeah, of like yeah. what are you guys growing right now yeah what are your top four seeds and then what are you using them for let's put it that way okay so top four seeds right now are definitely salad mix um, because you can just make your own salad with it. You can add, you know, mango and tomato and cucumber and just make, just eat it as a regular salad. It doesn't have to be a topping. <laughs> doesn't have to be a topping. So yeah, so salad mix and then peas, which tastes like sugar snap peas mm. um, <clears throat> and sunflowers. Those are our top three. Okay. Then we have some um, special order, which is like cilantro, um, basil, broccoli, Hmm. Um, and it's, it's amazing the taste because you, it's such a weird sensation to eat a sunflower leaf and it tastes like a sunflower seed or eat, mm -hmm. you know, these little broccoli pieces of broccoli and it tastes like a broccoli. It's very, um, it's, it's very weird. <laughs> so, so that would, it seems like they're pretty concentrated as far as their flavor goes. Like it's the really elevated flavors in those like little, the little plant. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. and that's where the nutrients come in. So what happens is all of those nutrients are kind of locked into the stem and the leaves. And, you know, as you're consuming it, you're consuming this, this like nutrient packed little green. And it mm. also tastes just like the fully grown vegetable, which is, it's a very strange sensation at first. <laughs> but it's a lot more dense in its, its baby version than it is as far as nutrient dense in its baby version than it is in the full version even. That is correct. Yeah. So, and when you say flavorful, it is so flavorful. It's, um, so for example, red cabbage, I'm not a big cabbage fan, but I can eat the microgreen red cabbage all day because it's like a mild cabbage flavor. Mm. So, yeah. So the flavor is really also a selling feature because yeah. you know, people wouldn't continue to buy it if it didn't taste good. Right. So how many different seeds do you keep in stock in your house? Like, uh, you know, I know you said your top like three, but like what, how many do you have to choose from? So I have about 25 in stock right now. Um, you know, luckily, you know, True Leaf Market has been great as far as getting the supplies to me as quickly as they can. So I have, you know, pound bags of things that I know, like the sunflowers, the peas and the salad. Because yes. I knew that that was definitely, you know, a biggest, my biggest seller. Right. Okay. This is, I, I'm very intrigued so far. So what then you, you posted the pictures, you got a kind of a, a client base or a friend base going. Yeah. And so what is your, are you selling more personally or are you selling more to restaurants and like, what's that look like? And how does that, like, how's that all shake out for you? Okay. So right now, uh, what we did was we set up like a weekly um, subscription, which helped us because it's, it's a hard product to be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to bring you some. It's, you have to grow it. So you have to know what you're doing. So to get people on a weekly schedule helped us with planning. What are we going to plant this week? Where, you know, what are we delivering? How far do we have to go? Um, you know, how many trades are we planting? So that really helped the weekly subscription side of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, our next mission is we're going to get into the farmer's market. And, you know, we have some indoor ones here in New York. Um, unfortunately, there is another microgreens company that's there already. And okay. I fell in love with the owner that I don't <laughs> want to step on her toes. So right. I'm letting her have the indoor one. But, you know, once spring comes and it's the outdoor market, all, all bets are off. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, and there really is there's plenty to go around, yeah. you know? I mean, it's like having two microgreen businesses nearby each other. You guys, there's still so many people and such a huge client base that you can absolutely work together and take take over your area, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. The, I just, I would feel bad because she doesn't have labels. You know, it's kind of a situation where like, I'm gonna come in with, you know, a whole big setup yeah. and yeah. <laughs> selling them on the tablecloth, you know? So I just, yeah. you know, we'll get there. Um, yeah, so, and then, you know, we got our foot in the door with a few restaurants as far as um, out in the Hamptons. You know, my, my husband works out there, like I said before. We have um, a few contacts already where we can just walk in the door and say, here's our microgreens, do you want to buy some? Wow. Um, so, and I'm grateful for that because I know that that is something that's not always the case. And with that being said, I'm not really a salesperson. I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. I show my cards. So the social media aspect came into play with that for me because I started following, I started a business page and I started following all of the restaurants, the juice bars, the gyms um, out in the Hamptons. And I started interacting 
as TVA microgreens. Right. And hey, that smoothie looks great. Hey, that sandwich looks great. You know what would look better on it? Some microgreens. <laughs> and, and I went out there and I walked into my first smoothie place and that's exactly what I said. I ordered a smoothie. And I said, this is fantastic. You know, would it be even greater? Some microgreens. <laughs> and they bought it. They bought it right there on the spot. I gave them a sample and they signed up, you know, they signed up for it right there on the spot. That's awesome. That is awesome. And that's yeah. just a testimony to obviously your personality, which comes through <laughs> the yeah. internet here. You know, <laughs> um, I just love it. It's all things New York and I love yeah. it. But I just, it goes to, it goes to show and prove that if you're willing in any kind of business startup, if you're mm. willing to put your foot out there, your you know, your get your feet on the ground, your greens out there, and get your greens out there, yeah. and just be like shake people's hand and say, "This is who I am," you know, and get to know people. That people are going to start to buy that product. So yes, it's a little bit more work, but if you're willing to put in the work, that you're going to see the benefits of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely. I definitely stepped out of my comfort my comfort zone when it came to this. Um, so like walking into the first, you know, the first smoothie place, I was sweating and heart palpitations. <laughs> but once I, once I realized that I knew I was bringing something to the table, I was like, okay, I, you know, take me or leave me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so since this business is kind of new, I mean, what, okay, what are some goals and some dreams some visions you guys have for like the next year? What do you want your microgreens business to kind of look like or grow into in the next year? Right. So um, right now we're actually under construction. We're moving our microgreens. We're growing our microgreens in our basement and we kind of outgrew our little cornered off spot. So my husband is building a giant room for us to grow in where it's a little bit more commercialized, should I say. Like as it is, a few of our restaurants asked to see where we were growing it. And, you know, it, it kind of looks like a kill room, like from Dexter right now. <laughs> <laughs> And it doesn't, you know, it's very sterile because it is cornered off. There's, you know, nothing is coming in or going out, right. but it's not very professional looking at the moment. Right. So yeah. what we, and they asked to see it. So that was, that's something that we were like, okay, you know what? This is something we're definitely going to put our investment into and our heart into. So for right now, what our plans are, we are, you know, like I said, we're building this grow room indoors and we have a 300 tray capacity. Wow. 300 yeah. days. But I mean, okay, so that sounds like a ton but compared to the first it, ones. Yeah. But then when you think about it, really, I mean, as, with how much popularity you have already yeah. established, and I mean, it's you're going to be out of room in just a minute. Right. And that's exactly, <laughs> that's, where we, that's exactly what happened. Like I said, we started with one rack and four trays. Wow. And right now we're up to 40 trays. Okay. And, and you know, and, and that's between that's that's just selling. That's not even our consumption. We have our right. own little tiny section of that that, you know, we're selling more than we're eating, but you yeah. know, that's our that's our little spot over there. So that's awesome. kind of our goal. We're going to see where it takes us, you know. Uh, unfortunately, right now with everything being so unstable, if yeah. the business, you know, not that we, you know, want this to happen, but if the business fails, we have an area where we're growing our own food. You right. know, if if something doesn't work out and let's say, you know, the economy crashes or the market crashes, we're growing our own food. You can't go wrong. Right. right. Never going to go to waste. Yeah. You've built a resiliency and you got, you have an income stream, you have another business that you've set up, you have, and, but you're still producing food at the end of the day. So whether it's food for you, food for your friends, food, food for your community or food for your business, 
um, it's it's working for you. So that's that is awesome. Yeah, you can't go wrong with growing food. Growing yeah. food, yeah, like in any capacity. So yeah. like, um, even and we already discussed this, but in the winter you can grow so much food inside too, where it's a safe, controlled location. Um, and even if things really go south with the economy and all of that, that's a provision for your family. That's yeah. a provision for the people that you are closest to you or or even pre-existing customers. Because let's say suddenly people can't get certain things from the store. I mean, yeah. we all live supply this. Supply chain interruptions. Yeah, supply chain issues. Yeah. This right. is real deal stuff that has we've all dealt with over the last two years. And yeah. that that is such a blessing that you can be to your local community to be mm -hmm. able to provide stable food in those situations, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're, you're working your way up to where you're going to have 300 trays, but then I have to do the math in my head quick. So you, but it's 300 trays broken over seven days. Cause you're probably going to break those over seven different growth cycles as well. So you don't have 300 mature at one time. Right. So or that's, that's yeah. the goal. So they'll be, let, let's just say a hundred will be, you know, in the germination stage and a hundred will be in what's called the blackout phase. And then a hundred will be in harvesting with having this new area to be able to spread out a little bit. Will we get to 300 trays? Yeah, I, I see it, but yes. you know, it'll take time. And every day there's a learning experience. Oh, this particular one doesn't like the heat. Cilantro likes to be in the cold. Yeah. You know, it's a learning experience every day. So We'll, okay. we'll get there. I have faith in it. Are they fairly easy to grow though overall? Is it, is, is it something that someone should go into like a fearful of failing or is it is it something that you can be pretty successful at? You can definitely be very successful at it if you follow the guidelines. Okay. So, you know, one of the guidelines is watering from the bottom. There's a reason for that to make the roots strong. Um, okay. You know, they're, when they're in the germination phase, making sure that they have, you know, some weight on the top of them so their roots push into the dirt instead of growing up. They, As long as you follow the guidance, yes, yeah. they are extremely easy to grow. Okay. So let's, let's do a hard switch here real quick because we've talked a lot about the business side of it, which is very intriguing to me. Um, but let's dive into just a little bit more of uh, the person who wants to do it at home just for their own purposes and not like necessarily just to sell. Uh, but if you kind of how you started, I think, right? You just started off growing at home for yourselves, right? Right. So what's the easiest way to do that? And is there any tips that you got right off the gate that you can think of that? Like, don't do this because I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't start posting on Facebook because you're going to have people not going to buy it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll have a business to worry about. <laughs> don't tell anybody that you have microgreens if you just want it for your family. Stealthy greens. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so really for us, what happened was um, once, you know, once the winter came for us and we weren't able to go outside and get from our garden, we kind of got antsy a little bit like, hey, let's grow something indoors that we can eat all winter and get greens. And so that's where it first started for us, where it was, wow, we can grow this indoor under shop lights. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we started with the four trees. And from that point, we really didn't hit any hiccups. I mean, our first four trays, we planted them. And seven days later, we had a full crop and we were eating them on our plate seven days later. That's so yeah, cool. so no failure with our first crop at all. Nothing really failed. Yeah, and this sounds like a great thing. Honestly, like I'm thinking about like for like a, a family with some kids that like want to actually like experiencing something growing that they're consuming right then and there. It's not like they're waiting, you know, four months for something to come to maturity and then finally getting that one bite and then it's done. Um, yep. they can constantly see the cycle repeat itself over and over again. And it's, 
the other thing that just caught my attention too is like if you have to leave on vacation for a week, you shut it down, and then seven days later when you get back, it's back at it again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So Unless not- you have somebody that can come and take care of it for you. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. My mind goes to so we have six kids and four of them are teenagers. And in the warm months, you know, we're able to go out to the garden and pick all those fresh lettuces and, you know, some spinach and different things like that. Um, And actually that's even more towards the beginning because in the heat of summer, it's even hard to grow those things without them turning bitter on us. And bugs. Yeah, Yeah. and bugs and different things. So, you know, you you enjoy it in the spring and, you know, uh, early early crops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, it is so expensive to buy organic greens Mm -hmm. for my family. (laughs) Like in the winter months, it's so expensive and we go through it. And shockingly, all of my kids will eat a salad. Uh, And so that tends to be parts of our, a part of our dinner often or a lunch or smoothies or whatever. Those are staple things in our family. And the, the cost of those organic healthy greens is astronomical right now. So this seems like even if you're, you're investing in like a startup, cost or whatever for your family it would probably still be worth it very quickly oh my goodness just because of how much it costs absolutely yeah so i mean our return on investment was you know within two weeks as far as that because we also buy for our family all organic produce and stuff and it is getting to be where i'm making a choice between am i paying this much for organic or am i going to go conventional because money is getting tight or i can make this investment purchase these starter trays and grow it in my basement. Right. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer when it comes to that. Wow. And you just touched on a great point there because we, I just had someone make a comment on one of our other uh, threads from a different video about how it's so tough to eat health, you know, healthily, healthily. Healthy. It's so yeah. (laughs) In a (laughs) it's so tough to eat in a healthy manner at a, at the right cost at a, at a good budget, you know, point. And, um, this seems like a like if you're willing to put in a little bit of time to grow the greens out and you have a constant production of them going you know i'm just thinking of a family for your family if you had seven trays and you just had them rotating to where now you have a tray of fresh greens that you could use in smoothies every day every day you could use a tray in some way shape or form you could hide it in your dog food i don't care um so (laughs) i get it to my dogs um but the point i get to my dogs all the time do they but it (laughs) becomes It becomes something that it, it truly is economical for you to raise and to use and to consume. I don't. It's a, there's just a huge benefit to it, is what I'm is what I'm getting at. And I I think uh, uh, initially the idea of starting it seems overwhelming for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's always finding space. Yes, we have a basement. We have an old farmhouse that I'm you know that's over 100 years old, but we do have a basement that's functional and yeah. pretty temperature controlled for the most part. Sure. Um, we, we just would have to move some stuff around. Uh, but I think it doesn't have to be that complicated. I think it can be simplified. And yeah, um, you know, you just have to get creative sometimes maybe with where to put it. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right. I'm going to jump back to the business side here because I had something to come into my thoughts here was so you've invested in building out a grow room. Okay. This is a microgreens grow room, by the way. Um, so she's got, she's got a grow room in her house and you're building it out. And I'm, I'm assuming because it's, you've kind of alluded to this already that you're doing this with basically profits that you've made from the business. So you're reinvesting into your business. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So, so you went from a zero startup to a return on investment to a reinvestment into the business and 
the business itself has been self-supporting and financially. It's not like you've gone out and gotten, you know, large mortgages and all that stuff for a business, right? Right. Absolutely. There okay. was an initial, there was an initial, um, you know, startup with, with certain things that we wanted to do just for our business, but not everybody has to do that. For example, we started a website, you know, there was website fees. We yeah. invested in some really, you know, intricate labels. You don't yeah. have to do that. You can print them at home. So there were a couple of things that we felt, you know, for our own business model, but not everybody has to do it that way. I mean, you know, yeah. you don't have to have the, the, that investment that we put into it, the initial investment. But yes, we are the money that we are making, the investment that we put into it, we have made back and are now, you know, investing it into growing. Okay. And the, I like, I like the thing that you touched on real quick there that you, you kind of put yourself in a, you have a problem of, you have all these greens that you're growing and that now they're asking like, where are they growing at? What's it look like? And so instead of being afraid of that problem and not growing and selling them, you just said, forget it. I'm going to sell these things and grow them. And then when I have the problem, having to have a good area to grow them in, I'll just build that out and, and make a space for it essentially. Exactly. So the first answer to that was when they, when this, it was just one particular restaurant, they requested to see where we were growing. Um, I just got creative and I put a drop cloth behind the, the trays and it's a wooden farmhouse drop cloth. Yeah. It just made it look better than the cement wall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or I, you know, or you can just get a can of, you know, black, you know, black paint. Yeah. And paint yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. doesn't have to be intricate. Um, yeah. You know, of course, my husband and I have have we've we've we're already, you know, four, three months into this, two months into this. We are just growing a little bit bigger and faster than I think normally. Sure. You know, so I think that the grow, you know, doing the grow room and stuff, that was just, just something that we have always wanted to do for a very long time. And mm -hmm. now that the wheels are in motion, we were able to do it. Awesome. You know, of course, dream big when you're first starting out. <laughs> um, but I don't think it has to be that intricate. It's like you said, you don't have to give it that much thought. You don't have to think that far down the road because we didn't. We, yeah. you know, we, we had a, like I said, we had a, a spare shelf for trays and a water bottle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, but it. that's awesome. That's where yeah. the whole the whole grow where you're planted start where you're at. You yeah. you know you don't. Yes, you have a garden outside, but this is a whole different avenue of bringing good nutritious yeah. food into your household and then expanding it into a little business. Um, uh, not little. We'll yeah. we'll call it a big business. Well, it's a micro business. It's a micro green business. <laughs> uh, dad mm -hmm. jokes. Dad, dad jokes. Um, <laughs> So, but that's, it's just so cool how, you know, and you got to experiment before you decided yeah. to dive into the business side of it. You know, you got to decide, do I like how this tastes? Yes. Do, um, is there interest? Well, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have the same thing happen anytime my daughters post anything that they're baking. Yeah. It's like, do you sell that? Do you sell <laughs> that? And we're like, uh, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, and sometimes yes. So it just depends, right. but it's right. funny how a little bit of just sharing what you're doing can inspire people to want to buy from you. You know, absolutely. You know, I actually did have, um, so sunflowers when they're growing, they're great tasting, but there is a small window of harvest date. And okay. if you, so what happens is there are, you know, two leaves. And if the true leaf, which is the actual leaf that will grow a sunflower, once that starts growing, it gets a little bit bitter. The taste is a little bit bitter. Okay. So one of the trays, I, I unfortunately let it get to, to go bitter a little bit. And I had this idea. I just wanted to like make a snack. And I was like, I'm going to melt some chocolate and dip my sunflowers in the chocolate. And it was phenomenal. 
And I posted a picture of it, not, not intending to sell it. I was just like, Hey, look at my snack. And I had, my inbox was filled and I'm not kidding. <laughs> 22 people wanted chocolate covered sunflowers. And I was like, oh, oh my <laughs> I'm calling Uh-oh. my mom, mom, come over here, put your gloves on and your, you know, your hairnet. Cause we're making chocolate covered sunflowers. Yeah. Oh, and we did. And that is one of my biggest sellers, uh, you know, it's, but that, you know, like, you know, that comes with a lot of intricate work because they're individually dipped, you know, oh, it, yeah. takes, it takes a while. Yeah. 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 So but not the way to do, not something you'd want to do all the yeah, time. You probably, probably don't want to scale that side of the business, huh? <laughs> right. Right. So once you get this grow, grow room up and running and stuff, you you said you have a few restaurants under your belt that you're selling to. I would say once you get a few restaurants to commit to buying from you, then that's kind of your testimony. Like that's what you can go into other restaurants and contact them and be like, Hey, I'm already doing this. This is who has hired us out, yeah. who I provide for. Is that kind of your plan of attack going forward with restaurants? Because I know you can get a higher rate. You already said that, but you can get a higher rate from them. Absolutely. So that's kind of where my mind goes is to almost like a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the Hamptons are very much like that where it's, Oh, such and such is putting it in their restaurant. Well, then I wanted in my restaurant. Wow. And the Hamptons is, you know, it's it's very, um, how do I explain it? You know, it's very high end. So there's a lot right. of personal chefs. A lot of the, the clientele out there will have personal chefs. Okay. And, you know, it's sometimes it's just a matter of meeting and greeting them. We went to, my husband and I went to a farmer's market and there was a personal chef there. Mm-hmm. And I took his card and I said, you know, personal chefs are friends with other personal chefs. And <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how it snowballs. Um, so, yeah. So from the business side of it, yes. You know, we love that part. And of course, you know, something's got to pay the mortgage. You know, we, we like we like that part. But there is this other aspect of like this community mm-hmm. marketplace. Yes. Yes. And that's what we wanted to get into. For example, once you're done harvesting the microgreens, the, the, you know, the roots and the leftover seed husks and stuff, they're all in the tray along with the soil. And instead of throwing it out, I give it to my friend who has chickens. Yeah. In turn, she gives me either her eggs or her chicken waste and we use it in our outdoor garden. So that's like, our vision was always that way of like getting back to this like community marketplace, you know, and of course, like I said, you know, make a little bit of money to pay the bills because something's yeah, got to pay yeah, mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> Everything costs money, right? Yeah. You got to pay the bills. You got to feed the kids. You got to do all the things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So, yeah, that's, that's really so what our- Yeah. I didn't even think about that aspect. My mind didn't, you know, we have a lot of chickens, so we have like 200 chickens. Um, oh so whatever, nothing would go to waste, no, you know, like no. there would be plenty of, uh, and, you know, even if there were extra greens, like they would never go to waste. They could be fed to the chickens. So a couple of the, let's go over some uh, bullet points real quick here. Do you deal with bugs with microgreens? No bugs, zero bugs. Okay. Do you deal with um, diseases? So no diseases, but if the heat temperature fluctuates a little bit, you can get some mold. Okay. Um, which is why you have the airflow, correct? Exactly. Which is why great airflow and then learning which ones like heat and which ones are like they want to be a little bit cooler. Okay. Uh, which probably has something to do a little bit, I'm guessing with planting density too. Cause if you plant them way too dense, they'll get more mold in there as well. Absolutely. Um, there also is, so let's, for example, the peas, they're soaked usually to break, you know, the seed open a little bit to, you know, so the seedling can come out of it. Okay. Um, it is suggested to soak them overnight. I found personally in my 
you know, my growing situation, they only need to soak for a few hours and then dry out. So the okay. first couple of times that I grew peas, I did have some molds, you know, like not bad mold, but I did have some of the peas had mold. And what happened was the reason why it was happening was they were a little bit too soggy to begin mm-hmm. with. And then I'm spraying them on top of it. Okay. And then the seeds that did not, you know, start their growth, they immediately started to, you know, to decay. break down. Yeah. And decay. So it wasn't, it's not, you know, black mold. It's just, you're watching the decay of a vegetable break yeah. down and go back into the soil. Yeah. So that's the only, that has been the only hiccup as far as, you know, like I said, no bugs and you don't have to use pesticides. Not, that's like a huge thing for me. No pesticides, all organic soil. Okay. I love the controlled part of this is like, because, you know, you're not dealing with, you're not wind dealing and rain with the and wind. Yeah. The and, weather. Yeah. I love the controlled aspect because you can really streamline like consistency. Your, yeah. yeah. The consistency in your customer base. You can be like, yes. I mean, unless something really crazy were to happen, you can provide that for your customers, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Um, and like here, when we're doing a huge garden outside, I mean, we never, never have dealt with squash bugs or um, yeah. is that, am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, it's the squash bugs. Never have we had an issue with squash bugs. This year, right. for some reason, they took over. And yeah. I was like, where did these guys come from? And, you know, we put up a lot of our food and it's kind of like important. You know? And it's disappointing yeah. to work it's, that hard. It's so you know? disappointing when you have worked hours and hours yeah. out in the hot sun. Hold on a second. I just hit a she never has to weed. She doesn't have to weed. But she never has to weed the microgreens. Not oh one goodness. aphid. No squishing of aphids. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. I mean, that part of it is super appealing. Like, yeah. obviously, there's a different kind of work and attention that you give to the microgreens. And it's different. Right. And it still requires that. But it's just like, it's not any of those... Uh, variables that are unpredictable. It's consistent. So is the growing medium for the microgreens, is it only used one time or can you reuse a couple times or not? It's only used one time. And I believe that's because once that once it's grown and the roots are in it, uh-huh. it's a little bit hard to break it up. And I also believe it's because the nutrients that were in it, like a pro starter mix, the nutrients are kind of used up. Okay. You, know, you can't utilize them again. Okay. So if you had to start, if someone was just look, you know, watching this and being like, hey, I think I can do this on a small scale, what would be your very first uh, choice for them to start with with seeds? Would that be the salad mix, you think? The salad mix. Yep. Very easy. A broccoli. I would go with radish, but it's a little spicy. So Ooh, that was one of grown, Yeah. Have you ever grown arugula? Arugula. Yeah. I grow arugula right now. Okay. That's probably in the salad mix, I would assume. Well, I know that arugula has like a a very like spicy, predominant flavor to it. Yeah. 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 So radish and arugula both have like a spicy kick to it, which is great when it's mixed with other things. Um, You know, great on like a sandwich, but you wouldn't eat a salad. Arugula you would, but the radish, you wouldn't eat a radish salad, just as if you wouldn't eat a radish salad of the fully grown vegetable. Right. It would be a little spicy yeah. <laughs> but delicious yeah. i have yeah. a few kids that will just eat the radishes out of the garden you know yeah. um which they're so good yeah and just so you know like i the reason that we got kind of hooked up as far as th- talking about this is i saw the same guy on social media that you saw and then uh i think we jumped into the same facebook uh thread as far as yeah. the microgreens go 
And then I, I think the thing that really caught my attention was I saw the, the chocolate cover microgreens. I'm like, who is this crazy person <laughs> who's making microgreens that are supposed to be healthy, unhealthy with chocolate, right? Hey, whoa, chocolate's I know, healthy. I know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's dark chocolate. It's, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's healthy, right? It's sanity yeah. foods, you know, so that's healthy too. You got to have that's, chocolate. But yeah. that's what that's what caught my attention because I'm like, this is, this is a, someone who's taken a problem and turn it into a total solution. And that, like, honestly, that's what caught my mind. I'm like, this is someone who who had a problem of the, being just a little bit too far past their growth cycle, but they're not bad. Um, right. But you you actually had a value-added product that you spun around, and now people are begging for them in line, like chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> so I was, it, that was what really intrigued me. And I'm like, who is this TVA microgreens, and what is she doing over there? And then I saw... <laughs> Um, recently you guys started to build out your basement and I'm like, this is awesome. I think I've thrown a couple other feeds back and forth and just asking some questions. Um, so yeah, huge props to you guys for jumping into it, for getting after it and doing it. And, um, really just for being an inspiration that, that if you just go after what you're passionate about, you can kind of make anything happen. I mean, that's just huge right there. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually, you know, like I said, I want to get back to that homesteading, you know, you guys are definitely way more, you know, into the homesteading than I am, but we wanted to get back into that life for a really long time. You know, I'm homeschooling my son. Um, I, I operate a summer camp at my house because we just, we started seeing things that we were like, you know what, we can do all this. We can make our own butter and mayonnaise and grow our own stuff. And, you know, the microgreens just fit into that puzzle for us in, yeah. in, in a crazy way. Like I said, it was just this random, you know, nine o'clock at night watching a TikTok <laughs> video. And yeah. now uh, I'm owning a, a, a microgreens business. <laughs> Put 40-year-olds on TikTok and then you start growing things. So there exactly. you go. Um, so you, but you touched on a great thing that we've talked about it and you've heard us say it a couple of times is grow where you're planted, right? So start with, you, with what you've got. Um, maybe you're not a quote unquote full scale, you know, homesteader, uh, but you still have a choice and you still have an option of having some control over your resiliency, your sustainability, your uh, your inputs into your body and your health. And this is this is the gateway for um, growing your own plants in a small location at a, at a pretty, I think a pretty dense level. I mean, you can get yeah. quite a bit of volume, you know, cranking out of the one baker's rack of uh, microgreens, you know. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's kind of like we talked about with our, with our last interview we did was, you know, getting into a quail so you can have your, your uh, poultry on a ninja level because quail are real they small don't, they don't the quail don't make noise yeah. like chickens do you can kind of be right. you know under the radar with your quail versus chickens which announced to the neighborhood that we're here yeah. you know they're so, so noisy so great point though here the, the segue that i want to jump into here is we just kind of touched on the quail and kind of like being the, the ninja quail and flying under the radar no pun intended there um, but another day it joke. sounds to me like the barrier to entry, first of all, cost is super low space is super low initial, like business needs and startup are super low. And I haven't heard one thing about having to go and get like health stamps and USDA and all this stuff, because there's not a lot of regulation around microgreens. That is correct. And that was actually, once we decided to go the business route, I spent a lot of time looking into it because New York is very strict when it comes to things like this. Okay. Um, they were very strict with allowing me to enter into a farmer's market. Okay. Um, 
So with that being said, there is no, um, you know, FDA or USDA, any type of inspection that needs to be done. Um, and the only thing, the only added thing that New York in particular requested of me for the farmer's market was to get insurance, business insurance. Yeah. And that was cheap. That was like $15 a month. Yeah. Um, and that was really all I needed to do. And then you just go down to your local, you know, I don't know how it is in other states, but for New York, we just had to go down to our local clerk's office and, you know, say this is our name of our business. And they gave us our business name and it, it rolled from there. Yeah. So it, yeah, because I know that the, like you said, the barriers to entry on it are like they super easy. There's not a lot to it there. So no. this is, it's kind of a no brainer. Like if you're going to do it for yourself, that's fine, but don't be afraid to sell it to your friends and family and then kind of see where it goes from there. And I truly don't think that there's going to be at this point in time, there's not enough people to raise eggs because eggs are going like crazy. Right. Yeah. And I don't think a consumable like microgreens or salads or things of that nature. Um, we're, we're not at a point of where we're going to hit density to where I, even though you talked about wanting to respect your friend and, and that relationship, which is good. It is. It's totally, <laughs> and I, and I respect that totally, but it, it is, it's to the point of where, I don't think that there's enough people growing microgreens that you're going to, you're going to ever outpace the, the supply and demand. Right. That is correct. And yeah. you know, there is another um, microgreen seller on Long Island and I'm intimidated because he, you know, he's a big seller, but okay. yeah. Long Island's pretty big, you know, yeah. <laughs> pretty dense. You yeah. stay over on your side, I'll stay on mine. But you know, yeah. when you, when you start any business, you find the niche and yeah. you know, our niche was the, you know, the packaging the weekly subscriptions and having access to these high-end restaurants out in the Hamptons. That was really, you know, for us, that was our niche. And then it's word of mouth from there probably. I mean, yeah, because absolutely. that's really where the testimony is. Do you have to deliver all of your microgreens? Is that how you guys approach it? Yeah. So that's as long as it's local, you know, within, you know, a certain range, uh, delivery is free. Um, there, there is, you know, a few that are outside of my range and I just told them, you know, a minimum order and, you know, I'll take a nice drive out there. Okay. Okay. That's All good right. to know. Like I said, we want to just get back to that community piece thing at this. We didn't go into this with like, Hey, we're going to be millionaires. Yeah. Right. We went into this with, Hey, let's give back to our community. Um, you know, that type of thing. We, you know, we just, we wanted to better our community, better ourselves. That's actually originally how it started. I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease, Okay. <clears throat> you know, living in the ticks in Northeast. Yeah. I started doing research into what I can eat, how I can up my nutrient intake. Right. And microgreens was the top of the list. And I was like, what are these microgreen things? And then, you know, a week later I watched the TikTok video and everything just fell into place that yeah. way. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really it. You know, we, you know, we just, we're humble people, you know, we're not, I was never into this to be, you know, a hustler or, <laughs> you know, like ripping people off or anything like that. We just, right. we just wanted to give back to the community and we saw this, you know, this, this opportunity to be able to, like I said, pay the bills and yeah. provide nutrition, you know, it, it went hand in hand for us. All right. Well, if you're in the area and you want to get in touch with TVA microgreens, they have a website. It's www.tvamicrogreens.com. Uh, I believe that they're over on Instagram as well. Um, so you can check them out there. And obviously they have Facebook presence as well. We will put links below um, that, that kind of link to that. Obviously you're a local business and you have a lot of local resources for the people around you. Um, and we have put together a microgreens startup package through in conjunction with 
uh, bootstrap farmer. So the trays, the seeds, um, everything you need to get that small system going, kind of like what you started with. Um, we're going we're gonna to have a link below as well for that. So you can click on that and you can start growing your own microgreens. Uh, we have started to get our microgreen stuff because of what we've been hearing on TikTok and, <laughs> and uh, Tracy and all that good stuff. So um, go ahead and check out the links below and get in touch with Tracy and TVA and her family and um, get the awesome microgreens from them and grow where you are planted.